Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got uh, a new guest with us today, a fan, Eric, based in the US. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, nice to meet you, Ray. Uh, I've been a Spurs fan since 20, the 2012-2012, back 2012-2013 season with uh, Gareth Bale. And uh been a Spurs fan. Uh, first game I watched was the Sunderland game. Um, I was going to ask Bale. you, give us a bit of an intro on yourself and how you became a Spurs fan and, you know, what brought you into Spurs and how long you've been supporting Spurs? So I, I, I first got into soccer in general, or football, I should say, because <laughs> I know this is an English audience. Yeah. Um, uh, back in like 2011 with the Houston Dynamo MLS team here. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it was actually Southampton. I, I happened to turn on ESPN one day and, and, uh, it, I saw it was Tottenham versus Southampton. Yeah. And, uh, it was back when Andre Villabos was coaching and the way like they pressed and it was high, high attacking, high intensity. I, I was attracted to it because I've never seen football play like that considering the U.S. Well, back in the day in the MLS. You know, it was everything slow. It was always long balls, but the way they played it, I just got used to it. And long story short, I happened to get click the uh, turn on ESPN another day, and it was Tottenham versus Sunderland, and that's when Bale scored another goal. And uh, yeah. it, I just happened to see Tottenham twice. I'm like, okay, that's my team, and I started playing with them. For a lot of national level. So yeah, I, I bet you're wishing that Chelsea or Arsenal had been on that time, and you might actually have won something with those guys. But there you go, yeah. a fan, always a fan. And, you know, it's funny because after watching that Sunderland game, I'm looking on TV. I'm like, why is everyone so sad? And that's when Arsenal qualified for the Champions League yeah. when they beat yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah when yeah. we had 72 points and still missed out. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's great. It's a great story on how you became a Spurs fan. That's excellent. So tell us a bit about what do you think about um, the new signings we've made? So Christian Romero, you know, Brian Hill, uh, Gallini. What do you think about the new signings? Obviously, I think Gallini is going to have a grooming role. Uh, I feel like Lloris maybe has a year or two here. I mean, he's 34, correct? Still a captain. I feel like he's going to have a grooming role. He's going to learn on Lloris and Sooner or later, I feel like he will be the next starting number one for us. Brian Hill, I feel like he's going to take a lot of time. You know, thinking he's like 20 years old. Yeah. And, uh, just, just came, came back from loan. Uh, you know, obviously his club was Sevilla. Yeah. And, um, well, no, he's also going to take a, long, a lot of time. I remember I first discovered him on FM football manager. Okay. Yeah. Uh, unless, and, uh, he was a, considered a wonder kid and which he is. You know, his great dribbling. But I, I'm interested in where he's going to see. I, I can see him in the midfield, along with maybe Lo Celso or Indomitable. I, I can't see him on the wings. I know people have been saying, oh, he could play wing. But I think he's a little too, like, creative enough to play on the wing. You know, I think he needs to be in the middle of the park. And Romero, I had some questions early on. But, like, you know, I mean, you don't win MVP. Uh, I mean, not MVP. Defensive player of the year for Serie A, you know, without a reason. And yeah. I, I, I trusted him. I feel like Nuno's going to get the best out of him. And um, I feel like – but the, one, the question with Romero is, I don't think he's going to only be the one. I don't think he's going to be put in that that central line, uh, back line and be the one to, you know, to strengthen uh, our defense. I, I think we need another one. I heard uh, – uh, uh, I forgot the guy named uh, – Japanese guy from – Oh, Tomiyasu. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I heard I heard we accepted a deal from a source out of Italy. I didn't. That's the only one I saw, so I'm not. I don't know. I should believe that one or not. 
And then we've been keeping eyes on Malinkovic. I feel like we do need another central defender. He can't be the only one coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got Rodon, who's learned. He had a, a good Euros. Um, but I feel like we do need another signing uh, in the back line. Okay, and uh, who would you, if you had the choice, who would you, you know, <clears throat> who would you partner with Romero? Let's say Romero is going to be the starting centre back. Which one of Dyer, Tanganga, you know, Sanchez? Which one or Rodon? Which one would you, you think is the best partner for Romero? Believe it or not, I'm gonna keep it in South America. I'm gonna say Davison Sanchez. Yeah, uh, yep. I feel like that might be a good duo, and I feel like. Romero might get the best out of him. Maybe he'll, Dyson Sanchez can feel more confident having a, a, a new partner by him. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, excellent. And um, those, which players do you think we need to get rid of then? Eric? Which players do you think we need to move on and try and get some money on so we can fund new players? I'm pretty sure everyone has said these exact same players. We're talking Winks, Sissoko, Orier, Dyer. Um, I don't think I'm missing anyone else. The only one you I mean, Sanchez, which is not very popular here, but other than that, all the four is a famous four. Yeah, Sanchez so. was on my list, but then we signed Romero. I'm thinking mm. he might he might be able to come good when we pair him with mm. him because when Sanchez first came here in 2017, he was a good defender. You know, yep. Toby Alderweireld can get can start over him. You know, mm. Mm. and so I think. Uh, no, I think we might have to keep Sanchez for a year, but I think kind of like with Bergwijn, Sanchez is just also his make or break year. If he can't do it, he's off, you know. Yep. And um, um, where do you stand with Ondombele? Do you think we should keep him or not play him? What's happening there? Because he was fit, but he's not ready to play. What's going on? I heard it's about his issue of seeing his friends getting put on the market. Um, okay. Well, you I missed Sissoko like on your list, by the way. Your list. Oh, I, said, I, thought, I thought I said Sissoko. Oh, maybe you did say. Maybe I didn't hear it. Maybe yeah. you did say. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Sissoko needs to go. Uh, especially after watching his French performance, you know. One yeah. thing Sissoko and what I thought about Sissoko and that we prided himself on was his work ethic, but he's gotten lazy. And yeah. so, like, what is he there for? Same thing with Winks. I've been watching, kind of like Thierry Henry, what he said, I've been watching Winks for a very long time. I don't know what he's good at. He's a good short passer, look good sideways, a long passer. But I feel like Skip has more qualities than him. Yep. yep. And so, yeah, so Winks has to be off. And I heard we can get twenty million from him. Uh, I, I heard uh, Southampton was looking at no, no. Southampton was looking at Dyer. And yeah, um, I hope that's true. But I, I mean, you know, yeah. I hope that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of uh, one thing, I wanted to ask you, Eric. What about Harry Kane's situation? Do you think we should sell him, get rid of him, get the money, build a new team, or do you think we should keep him because on contract? What's your view? When the, when the story first broke out in May, I'm like, he's off. Go sell him because we failed him. You know, he he, he warned us years ago. You know, if we're not competing, if we're not competing for trophies, he wants to go. And he, he's been telling us this. And, you know, I don't know why it came as a shock to us. Um, so I supported him. I wanted him to move. I also think if the Euros didn't happen this year, I feel like he would have been long gone. I feel like the yeah. Euros is what kept him this here, uh, at Tottenham this long. But, uh, after the news broke out, I thought it, when I first read, like, you know, People's holiday decisions was coming that Monday, but you know, he was in Florida or something and Florida's a hot spot over here. Yep. So had the quarantine, but the whole deal with his uh, brother, I feel like, and he, and he claimed he didn't mean to do it. I mean, I, I believe him. He's a true professional. He's taught him born and raised basically. Um, but it did kind of rub me the wrong way. I mean, we'll see what happens Friday when he comes back from training, if he tests negative, but, um, I feel like he has gone about it the wrong way. I feel like instead of his brother leaking stuff to the media, 
I mean, Kane, like I said, is a true professional. He needs to come out and say, I need to leave. And I'm pretty sure the whole fan base would get behind his back. I think so. I think you're right there, yeah. So um, let's assume Kane's going to go. Do you think that we should sign Latero Martinez or Vlahovic? What do you think of those guys? It's going to depend on the price. And, you know, I was telling buddies of mine, I'm like, we're signing these people, and we haven't sold anyone. And I remember in reports before the transfer window started, we got to sell before we can buy. And we just spent $50 million on Romero, or 40 in that range, uh, $20 million on uh, Brian Hill uh, plus Lamella and a loan deal uh, with Golini. And I'm like, where is this money coming from? And it got me worried that, okay, this might be the Kane money. You know, kind of like how Aston Villa was making this signing before they sold Greenwich. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and maybe. so I'm thinking that this might be the Kane money. But if they say Kane's supposed to stay, then yeah. But uh, I've heard, I've heard we're getting money from naming rights or the stadium naming rights. We'll be getting some yeah, because and then middle of the season we got that that car sponsorship on the side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, Cinch is there. So going back to the starting 11. Uh, yeah, the start- question about Martinez or Vlahovic. Oh, sorry, apologies, yeah, Mart- Martinez. What do yeah, you think about Martinez? Um, uh, and, and that's why I mentioned that point earlier. I think it's going to be dependent on the price. It's going to have to be, if we can afford, I know Vlahovic might go cheaper than Martinez for sure. The whole Serie A, especially Inter, is in a fire sale. They're in the, like, they're mm. having a discount sale right now. They, they're trying to get everything out. And so if we can go for Martinez, I'll definitely prefer him over Vlahovic. I feel like Vlahovic is a Kane replacement, but Martinez can definitely play with Kane. And yeah. so I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Martinez can't play as a single striker. He needs to play mm-hmm. a double striker, yeah. Like with Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like he played with Lukaku, yeah. So going back to my question, what's the what's your lineup for Sunday against Man City. We'll assume, I don't know whether we can assume, let's assume Kane's not playing because maybe he hasn't got fitness level and all that. And Romero, let's assume he is playing, he's got enough training. So who's your starting 11 against City on Sunday? City's a good team. They just signed Grealish. It's been really their only signing uh, this season, but they were a strong team last year. And so I feel like we're going to have to be aggressive. We're going to have to be play physical against them, you know, make them uncomfortable. And yep. so Nuno has been playing the whole front three with Bergwijn, Son, and Lucas. I feel like we should expect that uh, Sunday, even if Kane's fit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting the front three of uh, of uh, Bergwijn, Son, and Lucas. Uh, I always thought Delhi should lead. Even with the two little tapping goals he had this preseason, I, I just yeah. don't think. And, and someone was saying in one of those Twitter spaces, I, I think it's best for Delhi to leave for him, you know, to get yeah. a, a new fresh start. I, I just don't, I, I don't want to see Delhi like playing because uh, I just, he, he's still too slow for me. You know, yeah. I, I, start, I started to notice like not in his, uh, not in the 2016, 17 season, but the season after that, he started to become slow. I've heard people say, like, he has, like, he has break for a foot, you know. And, um, but, yeah, I, I feel like Los Delto should be fit. I want Los Delto in the team. Uh, it should be the midfield part. If you're playing a holding, which we probably are, it should be uh, Los Celso, Hobier, and Skip. And okay. the back line should be Regulon, Christian Romero, if he's playing, if he's fit. Christian Romero, Davison Sanchez, and... I, I, I don't want to leave because we saw it last time. We don't. We don't want Doherty 
you know, isolated with Raheem Sterling on the left or anyone else. And so it's going to have to be Aurier, even though we haven't seen him. Uh, oh, you don't but, want to play um, Jeff Tanganga right back? I, he picked up an injury last uh, last okay. game. Is okay. he fit? So, I'm not sure. But if he's not fit, then yeah. you have to be put Aurier there. But Aurier is not, wants to leave, doesn't he? I think he's trying to get away. He does. He, yeah, he wants to leave. But if Tanganga is fit, Tanganga is going to be a right back because um, that Manchester City game, Tottenham game with Mourinho, Mm. Yeah, he he played on that right side, and uh, no, 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 excuse me, he played on the left side. I want to say, but uh, we we've seen him going up, going up against fast, quick wingers, and he can handle himself. So uh, yeah, think I got right back if possible. Yep, and of course in goal, Larice. Larice in goal, yeah. So what's your score prediction for Sunday, Eric? I'm thinking. Uh, what the, one, tell one. me what your heart says, and then tell me what your head says. All right, my, my, I'm gonna give you my hopeful opinion. Okay. A good two nil win. Realistically, probably a one 0 draw. Okay, so you think? I mean, a draw I think would be a good result for us. You know, they potentially yeah, first game of the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's so, assuming if Romero doesn't play either as well. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, good. And finally, before we finish. What's your thoughts about the prediction for Spurs season? You know, what do you think we can realistically achieve this season with the squad we've got with Nuno as a new manager? Whether regardless of what Kane stays or not, you know, nobody knows. But what do you think is realistic for us this season? I'm going to look at Tottenham squad and I'm going to look at the other squads. Aston Villa has had a great transfer window. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. Even, even, losing, even losing Grealish, they've had yeah. a great transfer window. Uh, I definitely do think we'll finish above Arsenal, for sure. Uh, yeah, but that could, be <laughs> that could be 10th. That could be 10th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wherever we are, we're definitely finished above Arsenal. Okay. Um, but do you think we can make – what's the highest? What do you think where we're going to finish? I don't think we're going to get top four this season. Okay. Gonna so we're, right are we going to get top six or top eight? What are we going to finish? It's going to have to be between the – at best, we can get fifth. But I think six to eighth is our zone this year. Yeah. It's sad, sad to say it, but I'm thinking realistically. Um, but I mean, we I, like my, this is my prediction here. I know probably maybe I'll give you another prediction, maybe five games in. You know, yeah. we got to see what yeah. Romero's like and um, if Kane stays and all that and, and supposed to be getting two more signings. Yeah. You know, Nino said he needs two signings. I don't think he needs two. I mean, he, he wants two, but I think we need. Minimum, I think it needs to be, yeah. And what about yeah. the Cups, Eric? Can we win any of the Cups, like the Europa Conference League or the Carabao Cup or anything like this? You know, pretty low bench, but, I mean, what do you think? Um, we could win the Carabao Cup. We could win the FA Cup. We could win the Europa Conference League. Those are all winnable competitions, especially the Conference League, you would think, but we're talking Um but uh, I, I don't think the FA Cup, because, you know, usually when we, well, I remember we went back to back, but usually lately around the FA Cup, when the FA Cup would come, we are always plagued with injuries already, yeah. the squad's tired, and I feel like we might get knocked out of the FA Cup if we don't get a lucky draw or nothing like that. Sure. You know, you know, a lucky team from the bottom leagues. But, um, yeah, Carabao Cup is an absolute, you know, we need to go for it. And Europa Conference League. I feel like if we if we don't win the Conference League, we fail. You know, so yeah. that's and something finally, we should win. That's yeah, absolutely. And some 
Some final words for our fans before we close the the podcast, Eric? Any final words of encouragement for our fans? What, what's your final thoughts? I would try my best. So, uh, when, you know, Pochettino Mourinho was here, our, our, we, we had our expectations high. You know, you know, Pochettino did that to us as fans. Yeah, he put our expectations high. He put our expectations high in the squad, you know. And uh, Mourinho, my expectations were still high because he's a world-class coach. Uh, but I feel like now uh, we got to lower our expectations. Don't, you know, if we get a, a win against a big team, celebrate it. Uh, but don't expect it. I'm not trying to like sound down or nothing like that. But I feel like this season we need to lower our expectations. And I feel like when we do lower our expectations, we're going to come good with it. Okay. Like don't, don't expect us to win, you know, top six teams every time. I mean, okay. and so, yeah. And normally can I, can I say this one thing? Can of I say this you one can. thing? Go ahead. Of course you can. Go ahead. If Paratici was here, like if, if Kane didn't scare the hell out of Levy, you know, threatening to leave and all that stuff and the whole uh, Super League thing. If Paratici was here under Mourinho, Mourinho would still be the coach right now. Okay. Same thing with Pochettino. Yeah, director of football. Although Pochettino doesn't like working with director of football. Yeah, I heard that too, but I feel like, you know, he gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. So what, Eric, what we'll do is then we'll speak to you regularly during the season, get your thoughts on post-match and what your analysis of the games and all that. So it's really good to, normally we get all our, um, all our super fans to give a come on you Spurs in their own language, but you're an English speaker, so can I you do it in so. a Texas accent or something like something different? Give us a come I on you Spurs. No t- <laughs> I don't have a Texas accent. I, I do have some kind of accents, but, uh, so go ahead and say it to the camera. Yeah, you gotta say come on you Spurs, go on. Come on you Spurs. Excellent. That's really good. Thank you very much, Eric. Right. That's excellent. Thank, and we'll see you, everybody. If you like the video, give it a like. And if you like the content, please subscribe to our channel. Eric will be appearing a lot more, hopefully, and giving you his views. And um, hopefully we'll see you on the next podcast, everybody. Thank you yeah. very much. Take care. All Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch. Continue the debate. And let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.